Along with individual experts, Surgeon Masters brings you life improvement strategies in 10 minutes. These proven principles and strategies are easy to learn and can be applied immediately, allowing you to practice your best. Here's your host, Jeff Smith. Welcome back to the Surgeon Masters mini podcast. I have with me on this episode, surgeon advocate and habitual question asker, Paul Hiller. Paul, thanks for being with me on the mini podcast. Jeff, thank you for the excellent introduction. I'm looking forward to getting your thoughts about asking questions. Pretty funny, Paul. You want to ask me about asking questions? Absolutely. I can't think of anyone better. Seriously. Working with and supporting surgeons has been a big part of my life for a while now. I'm always trying to, to get a better understanding of them, what makes them tick. And, you know, a lot of what we're doing here at Surgeon Masters is asking questions to learn what surgeons are looking for. So fill me in, Jeff. Why is asking questions so important? Well, there's more than one reason to ask a lot of questions. Some questions are intended to get specific answers, to gain knowledge or to fill in gaps. There may even be questions that are seeking advice. When it comes to performance improvement, self-improvement, or the adult learning theories, many questions are more intended for self-reflection and constructive feedback. These questions are intended to lead to awareness and evaluation for adjustments in our plans and or actions. Well, as you can imagine, Jeff, I now have a million questions for you. I don't know if we have time to answer a million questions, but all joking aside, I've been studying coaching principles and the importance of asking questions for years now. The process of asking self-reflective questions is of critical importance to high performance. The old methods of teaching and providing full-on advice doesn't do a great job in creating the critical cycle of adult learning. And it's such an integral piece of performance improvement. And I've heard you talk about this a lot. So, so where do we start? Because I think I do this without much intention. However, I'm, I'm sure it's much more effective with purpose behind it. Absolutely. And here's where one could start. You could start from scratch and come up with effective questions that create self or peer reflection. However, it would be a whole lot easier to use questions already developed for this purpose. That's why I developed the practices methodology. It provides a basic framework or blueprint for asking these questions for any performance improvement. It's a form for coaching yourself to success. In the methodology, we have it laid out, but let me just explain it a little bit. The first step is the why and what you're trying to improve. It's titled the passion for performance improvement. For example, if I wanted to be a better listener, that would be what I want to improve. But I have to understand why I want to improve as well. If I can't get passionate about why I want to improve, it's not very likely to happen. However, if I know that listening to my kids is going to allow them to grow up to be more responsible adults or to be safer or with my patients, that this will lead to better outcomes and more satisfied patients, then I'm going to work harder to, to achieve this goal. That's the beginning. And then you're going to go through each of the remaining eight practices to ask how that could apply to either boost 
your success or be a barrier to your success. Not every part of the methodology will be useful for all of our performance improvements. When it does apply, you will have already anticipated it. Here's an example of the continued sequence. Reciprocity of roles and relationships looks at the give and take of any role or relationship that is integral to what I'm trying to improve. For example, what would be the optimal give and take for all those involved to see the desired end result? And when you can break down that give and take of each of the people involved in those roles and relationships, you have some thoughts. When you step into the next one with attitude resilience, one might ask questions like how to look at the challenge of improvement with easily achievable milestones that maintain a positive attitude. And there again, it's often trying to get away from some of our negative resilience strategies and focus on the positive ones. What are we wanting to achieve rather than what are we trying to avoid? When you move into communication with mutual understanding, one could ask what level of communication would improve the mutual understanding rather than just one person doing the talking and the other the listening. In some ways, this practice and the other will have some overlap. So there you can sort of see that reciprocity roles and relationships overlaps with this one. And that overlaps actually very helpful because it creates a wide net over this, these questions and checklists to really cover a lot of the bases. Are you following me? I'm following, Jeff. Yeah. Take us through the rest, will you? So with time life management using rhythm, the principal questions are how to dedicate any amount of time, no matter how small, to quality effort and focus to the what you are improving. When you focus on quality and don't stress over the amount of time, but give it some amount of time, you're going to, again, have more opportunity for success. An example with inspiring the shared goals, this creates the questions of how to motivate, inspire, or get buy-in from others involved, or even sometimes yourself, because sometimes you're inspiring yourself to your accomplishment. When you look at the shared goals, you're going to have a greater chance for success. Without going into a complex explanation for complex problem solving through simplicity, the questions we ask are related to how to keep the plans and actions as simple as possible. Kind of keep it simple, stupid. But rather than dumbing it down, we're actually making it more elegant and finding out the simple parts of the process that we're trying to improve and work on each of those, sometimes one at a time. And lastly, in our checklist, energy for personal and practice wellness drives us to questions about physical, mental, or emotional energy that will impact our success. And again, we're looking for both the barriers and the boost to help us succeed. So when you've laid all these out, going through all those eight practices and those aspects of the methodology, you have a lot of great questions. I can see how this helps. And I, I know we all appreciate a little help from time to time. What I really like about it is that it provides you know, a jumping off point. Instead of getting stuck with how to begin, feeling overwhelmed by this random, huge process, I can see how the eight practices can help us kick off our analysis. And I find this set of questions are comprehensive and really give us a 360-degree view of our challenges and how we can attack them. So what's this first step that we take? How do we take the initial step forward? One first step might be to just try it out once. 
as easy as it seems, there is a trial and error to even using this methodology. When you keep doing it like I have, it turns into a crazy effective tool for performance improvement. Great. So I've answered the questions. What's next? The second step is to reflect on all your notes so that you can turn it into a constructive plan of action moving forward. One more question. What's the plan of action we want our listeners to take? As usual, it's ultimately up to them. I would think it great if they would start asking themselves powerful questions for improve in some area. Or to make it even more simple, they can contact us and we'll send them our basic eight practices methodology. We're now offering an online tool to help analyze your performance improvement using the eight practices methodology. If you just go to surgeonmasters.com forward slash the eight practices, you go directly to it. From there, it's self-explanatory and incredibly useful. That's why I use it, and I recommend you check it out, too. Thanks, Jeff. I really appreciate you having me on and for sharing this really important tool. I hope they'll take one of those two actions. There you have it. In less than 10 minutes, this is Jeff Smith along with Surgeon Masters team member Paul Hiller. Until the next episode of Life Improvement Strategies for the Surgeon Who Wants More. Ciao. Now, take 10 minutes and put your plan into action to practice your best.